the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking typically all things financial. I weave in a little bit of social commentary here and there, but not too much. Not enough to turn you off, so to speak. Tis Monday. Tis Monday. One more time. Tis Monday. Okay, just adjusting my mic levels. Monday means that you come in and all the weekend shows have messed everything up. So the first thing you do is you spray everything with lots and lots of Lysol. You kill the weekend hosts. Literally, if I could, I would. Um, but I can't. So you spray everything down just to disinfect things. You know, there's like a show where talking to dogs and then like the dog will get on microphone. Then there's there's one about healthcare and and orgasm. So I don't want to be anywhere near that microphone unless I got a condom. Um, the weekend shows are pretty, pretty. Um, what is the word? I'm not going to say undesirable. I'm not going to talk bad about my own station, but. Fringe. Fringe is the word that I'm looking for. The weekend shows are kind of fringy, to say the least. Anyway, um, let's get to business. Let's talk about what we're seeing out there. First and foremost, I look at the Dow, I look at the NASDAQ, I look at the S&P 500, and I see things are a little bit under underwhelming. Some of the headlines that are out there, energy prices drop ahead of the Fed meeting that's coming up this week. Leading economic indicators rose in the month of August. They were okay. They weren't great, but they were okay. Lennar, they posted a wider loss in the third quarter, but the market improved. Lennar's a big home builder. So, okay, you know, I'm not going to jump up and down with what I'm seeing out there. On today's show, I've got some emails from you. You could always drop me an email if you want me to try to answer it on the air. Put something on it like answer this on air, and I'll do my very, very best. So the one thing I can't do is give lots of financial advice via email. So if it doesn't get answered on the air, don't be angry with me. Now, some of the stories that I want to get to today, just to give you an idea. We got the Super Cop. We got the Monster. We got Macau. We got tribals, tribal issues to get to. And I'm talking business. That's the cool thing about my job is I really get to run around and find the best stories and the best insights and the best uh, analyst calls on Wall Street for you. Senator Dodd favoring a bank Super Cop idea. Barron's reporting uh, an upgrade on Monster.com will tell you if that makes sense, if it doesn't make sense. China easing the Macau visa rules. Macau is an area outside of China. It's Chinese territory that they do a lot of uh, c- c- uh, casinos, a lot of gambling. Now, there's a stereotype out there that the Chinese love to gamble. You go to Vegas, you see a Chinese person, and you kind of go, ah, that's the stereotype, right? Even though you see a lot more white trash hillbillies uh, first time outside of Oklahoma in Vegas. We don't really have that hillbillies or gamblers. I think we're all gamblers. So anyway, uh, we'll get to that story because I think there's some lessons to be made there. AIG's moving up today on something that kind of pisses me off. We'll see if it pisses you off. We'll check out the CEO compensation in the Bay Area. I've got some local stories on California gas prices. 
Disney's got a great clash going on right now. And one of the things that I like about my job is I get to talk business stories. But business stories are filled with death. They're filled with sex. They're filled with scandal. There was one business story where a CEO of a plane company, a company that made airplanes, had a heart attack while in air and was dead in air before his plane could hit the ground and the stock had already fallen 10% by the time this plane landed. That's pretty sexy, right? There was one company I remember back in the 1990s who had this huge find of gold. And uh, they sent out a geologist to confirm that it was a huge find of gold. And the stock went from like 30 cents to 30 bucks. And while the geologist is flying out to confirm that there truly is gold in this mine, he got pushed out of the airplane. Okay. See, my job is kind of fun and sexy. True, I don't get to talk about the 2-0-9ers. I'm happy for him. Very happy for him. I don't get to talk about Jamarcus Russell throwing something like 7 for 24. Just an awful, awful quarterback that if he get if he improves I'll be I'll be surprised if he's playing professional football in two or three years I'd be very 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 surprised by that but I'm not gonna talk that stuff I'm gonna talk about people getting pushed out of airplanes even better right so again I got the stories for you today I got you covered let's talk a little bit of stock market oh and let me pimp the phone number uh, we're working without Heidi today so we're one man short on a three-man team if you want to call the show it's gonna take a little bit longer to get you you know situated because we're kind of Pulling the uh, Wizard of Oz, you know, behind the curtain levers here and valves there. So work with us. 800-345-5639. That's 800-345-5639. If you want to ask a question via the live blog, you can do that. It's not as good as a live call, and you're disappointing me. But if you want to get on the live blog, I think the live blog is up and going. Let me get a confirmation from Jen. Jen, are you running the live blog today? Uh, not up yet, but uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. That'll be at talk910.com, talk910.com. Anyway, let's talk a little bit of stock market analysis. Now, keep in mind, this radio show is good, but Beyonce's got a better radio show. So I just want to point that out to you because it's still not over how, well, okay, I'll drop the Kanye comments. Okay, market set to open lower. That was the piece that I started putting together around 7 o'clock this morning. Um, I get up typically about 5.30-ish, 6-ish, get out to the, the office, and uh, market's going to open lower. We saw Asia open lower, so we, we we saw that there was a trend going here, a little bit of what I would refer to as a negative disposition. You know, when your wife pisses you off, your husband angers you by leaving his running shorts on the bed, stinking running shorts. You know, when the spouse pisses you off, you get that negative disposition. Same thing on Wall Street today. Now, there's concerns about valuation. Stock market goes up in March, April, May, June, July, August, September. So up, 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 up. So at some point in time, we need a little time off. The amount of speed that we went up from March through September is tantamount to the fastest 100-meter sprint in history. Now, after that, you typically see the athlete who's just done the fastest 100-meter sprint Takes a little bit of a breather, cools down, starts to sweat, right? Gets a little bit of, he's not hitting his stride anymore. A little bit of negativity. He's slowing down. He's breathing heavy. He's looking for oxygen. Same thing on Wall Street. We had the fastest move from March through September ever on the history of Wall Street. We take a little bit of a breather. Now, Dell is going to acquire Perot Systems. This is interesting. Basically, what this is, is Dell makes a computer. And the computer is a commodity. Like, for instance, I've got three computers in front of me right now. I'm probably going to have radiation brain damage sooner than I should. 
But I got three computers in front of me. I can't tell you which, if any of them are Dells. I can't tell you if any of them are HPs. I can't tell you if any of them are black boxes. Can't tell. How about you? Are there some computers in your life that have kind of become commodities? Do you remember at one point in time, Dell made like the best notebook? So, well, IBM made the best notebooks, but they're expensive. So we were like, ooh, that's so expensive. We can get a really good Dell, which were better than compacts. Compacts had a cheap feel to them, and HPs were a little bit too pricey. So we went with Dell. We went with Dell. We paid a little bit of a premium for it, but we went with them. Now it's like you can get a laptop from basically anyone and feel pretty damn comfortable with it. You don't get too freaked out by it. Anyway, so Dell needs another business model. The hardware that they sell is a little, it's commoditized. Now keep in mind, here's a great example of commoditized. Sun Microsystem in the 1990s. Their servers and workstations were the best in the world. Best in the world. And then Intel, well, not Intel, but Microsoft and uh, HP and Dell started saying, you know what? We need to start selling more things than what we're currently selling. So we're going to start selling those things. And it quickly commoditized the business. Quickly commoditized the business. And that's why Sun Microsystems is a dead company at this point in time. Dead man walking. So Dell acquiring Perot Systems, that's a pretty big story. And what that's all about is services. And yeah, it's the H. Ross Perot, the guy who ran for president. His son runs Pro Systems, and Perot at one point in time ran EDS. And I've got actually a pretty interesting story. When my dad died, Ross Perot sent my dad a letter, um, which was kind of weird because he was the guy who ran for president who was goofy and weird, right? He was, he was kind of a nut. So, But my dad was involved with something called um, Computer Systems Command, CSC. And my dad, when he was in the military, he was responsible for turning the United States Army into a computer, you know, basically getting computers into the United States Army. Again, in our lifetime, we've basically gone from no computers at work to computers at work. And my dad was in charge of this process, project. And who did he hire to help uh, integrate EDS and Ross Pro? So my dad made billions and billions and billions of dollars in revenue, for, uh, biggest contract ever for EDS. Uh, biggest army contract ever. My dad was responsible in negotiating that with Ross Pro. So anyway, I am digressing. Pro Systems is the second company that the Pro families run that basically is a services. Here at the radio station, we've got a couple engineers who can, you know, screwdriver fix anything. But when you install the first time, you award a contract to someone to come in and put computers in, to network the computers, to put in the monitors, to you know, um, do the the storage and the backups. You don't have the screwdriver guy at, the, at the, the company do it. You basically have a big system integrator. EDS was acquired by HP, and now Pro Systems being acquired by Dell. Have I beat this into the ground too much? I probably have. So we've been down this road before. We see the markets getting a little bit on the weaker side, only to see late afternoon market rally. And it's pointless to stick my neck out and say, oh, we're, we're going down, but I'm not going to give that conviction because I'm not going to be I could be wrong. I want to limit the number of times that I'm wrong. But here's an aside. Here's an aside for you. There's a trading adage on Wall Street that says, sell Rosh Hashanah and buy Yom Kippur. Now, Rosh Hashanah began September 18th. Yom Kippur begins sundown September 27th. So I know you're saying, are you really going to use Jewish holidays to figure out to invest in stocks or not? Yeah, pretty much so, because historically, September is the worst month of the year, and there's something to be said for that. Seasonal activity may be playing a little bit of part in why the market's down. Seasonally, this two, three-week period is the weakest of the year. Is it because, and gosh, I'm going to get 
people are going to get mad at me. It's because the Jews own the banks. There might be some of that to it. Not enough, but there might be some. It might be, hey, you know, we're just getting back from the summer activities and we're trying to piece together the plans going forward. Before you get too caught up in that trading adage, remember that there's also a trading adage that says sell in May and go away. And since that happened, the market's up 22 more, poor, 22% more. So that one didn't work. There's also one called the Santa Claus rally where you invest in stocks basically in November. You used to invest in stocks in December, but people started figuring out what the Santa Claus rally is all about is stocks that got crapped on all year, stocks that fell apart all year. They're, they've been sold, 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 sold in your accounts so that you could take a tax loss write-off on them. And that selling starts to stop at the end of the year. And the Santa Claus rally basically says, well, honey, what should we do next year with our 401k? I think we should max it out. So you have a lot of money coming back in. You get what are called budget flushes, where companies are trying to use the last of their budget so that they can go to their bosses and say, hey, we spent all our money on computers this year. We need more money next year. So if you have leftover money, the boss would just say, well, why don't you use the leftover money first? So you get the idea. So there's a lot of adages that, to be quite frankly, kind of become kind of stupid after a while. Like if you start doing that, you're just going to play into silly games. So, again, sell in May and go away. That didn't work this year. Now, people who follow me know that I don't want to chase and I don't want to speculate, but I'm invested, and I have no problem being invested. Now, there's going to be an interesting week for numbers on Wall Street. The FOMC, the Fed Open Market Committee, they're going to give us a monetary policy decision Wednesday. They're not going to raise interest rates. They're not going to fight inflation. Unemployment's too high to even consider inflation being a problem in the United States. So, but what they may say is we've seen a pickup in housing. They may say we've seen a pickup in credit card usage. They may say we've seen a decline in housing. We may say we've seen a decline in credit card usage. They'll get together all the bankers and they'll go, and when they finish their meeting, they'll come out and say, this is what we saw. We're not going to raise rates. If they raise rates, I'll cut off my hand and flush it down the toilet. They're not going to raise rates at this meeting. Now, all of a sudden, I'm kind of pulling for them to raise rates because I want to see how I'm going to get out of that. Now, the G20 meeting is going to be held in Pittsburgh Thursday and Friday. Discussions are expected to revolve around the financial regulation. At one point in time, there was a statistic that Pittsburgh had had a people leaving the state of a city of Pittsburgh for 20 plus straight years. They had a population decline for 20 plus straight years because steel jobs are gone. I don't know if you've ever watched football. Pittsburgh's very similar to Oakland. Very, very blue collar football crowd um, where you don't play around. You don't cutely wear your little San Francisco 49ers jersey to a Raiders game unless you expect to get your teeth kicked in. That sucks, doesn't it? It stinks. You can't take your kids to a football game and not potentially get beaten up. And again, the Raider fans, they're wonderful. They're, they're salt of the earth. But some of them, a very few small some of them, will say some of them, they don't take too kindly to you wearing a opponent's jerseys in their stadium. So anyway... That's the whole story on Pittsburgh. So a uh, big G20 meeting this week in Pittsburgh. Why Pittsburgh? I know. Do you know that Pittsburgh once was the crown jewel of the United States, as far as cities goes? Cleveland once was. Detroit once was. So don't count on your city to, how shall we say, be where it is today in 10, 20, 30 years. All the markets are down. The Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P. 10-year Treasury bond sits at 3.4%. Oil's under $70 a barrel. Gold's uh, playing with $1,000 an ounce. Uh, it got above it last week. It held above it, but it's looking like it's uh, due for a comeback, a pullback.
back. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Shoe. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Hey, everybody, it's me, Rob Black, your show host, so to speak. I don't know, I really buy into that. Watch the, uh, was it the Grammys last night? Grammys. Emmys, Emmys. Grammys are music. Um, yeah, I watched the Emmys, and that was a pretty good show. I think uh, they finally evolved it to make it not quite as lame as it was before. It's interesting. Mad Men won yet again, which was nice. It's a very lowly watched show. Why is it lowly watched? Because it's on cable. Not everyone gets cable. But more importantly, there's so many options out there now. TV's not going away. There's a lot of great TV out there. So don't be one of those people that predicts TV's going away. It will have to change, though. Uh, can't keep the same business model that we had. So anyway, um, AIG, American International. Ticker symbol AIG. There's some stories on this today. On their ability to restructure their business and repay the government, they owe the government hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. They've had a lot of federal assistance. Now that the economy is starting to stabilize, now that the federal crisis is starting to unlock or stretch itself, you know, credit is, is very fixed, so it's starting to stretch itself into health again. The ultimate success of AIG's restructuring and repayment efforts remain uncertain. There's some news out there today on it, and there's a huge report on it, and I'll be reading through the report during the commercial breaks and, and getting up to speed as much as possible so I can give you as much data as possible. But I'm a little bit concerned on this. Uh, there was a story out today that AIG jumps 9% on reports that the U.S. rescue package could be eased. Now, again, you could be the smartest person in the room. You can figure out how to do and invest completely correctly. And then some legislator, some, some congressmen may go, let's change this. Let's change this a little bit. You know, I had a conversation this weekend with someone at AIG, and I've decided that they don't have to pay us all back in cash. What maybe they'll have to do is let's restructure the debt for them, because I think there's something that we should give serious considerations to. This is according to Representative Edolphus Towns. So Town said in an email statement today, Congress should help AIG recover. That means looking at a number of options, including restructuring their federal loans. Now, there's still no doubt in my mind that there is a big, big, big problem with AIG. But could that change? It could. I'm not telling you to go out and buy shares of AIG. I'm saying here's how the legislation quickly changes the rules or could quickly change the rules. Now, the EU today is saying that they need to slash deficits They know that we've been spending like a drunk sailor in the United States and in Europe, try to stop this recession, try to, you know, finish it, kill it off. Swine fluid, you know, knock it right away. So the EU's coming out and saying that we got to stop budget deficit cuts or we got to do major budget deficit cuts by 2011 to prevent debt spiraling out of control after government spent hundreds of billions of euros to help the economy. Now, the document is for a meeting of EU finance ministers October 1 through 2. And we're going to be hearing more about this, considering the fragility of our recovery. No consolidation is advocated on aggregate in 2010. But 2011, 
we got to stop this because it's not good for our long-term prospects. It's not good for our long-term economy. Now, what does that story tell you? Gravy days are going to be taken away? The gravy train is going to leave at some point in time? Be careful is what it tells me, is that one of the reasons the economy is working so well right now, it's not because jobs are going great. It's not because we're all working for dot-coms. It's not because our houses are all going up in, in value. It's because governments around the world are spending billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. So that one doesn't really get me too excited. Let's stay with Congress because I was just talking about Congress and AIG. And I was just talking about the governments of Europe and how they're going to stop spending. And they're going to have to cut some programs, try to get things back that they gave up. The U.S. Senate today, top legislature on financial regulation... You know who he is? Senator Dodd. Senator Dodd. He's favoring reducing the number of bank supervisory agencies more sharply than the Obama administration proposes. State aid on Sunday, um, he said, you know, on the meet, the meet with the presses. In a stance that could set up a protracted battle over bank regulation, Senate Banking Committee Chairman Christopher Dodd is among panel members planning to rush the merger of four existing bank supervisors into one. The approach could further delay President Barack Obama's drive to tighten oversight of banks and capital markets, a topic expected to headline the September 24-25 meeting in the group of 20 nations in Pittsburgh. So Congress seems to be missing the golden opportunity to get a lot done because they're fighting with each other. You know, Nancy Pelosi a couple of weeks ago said there is no chance that any law is going to come out of my, my turf that doesn't support a, a public health option. Now, what's being argued is no public health option, no public insurance health option. So they're, they're killing each other because they're not getting on the table and saying, let's roll with this. Remember the Republican Congress that came in second, uh, second uh, third year of President Clinton's administration? They had that first 100 days, that whole initiative. They got a lot done because they controlled Congress. They rolled through it. Boom, 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 boom. Anyway, uh, super cop idea for banks. Here's the problem with it. Uh, government workers aren't compensated enough to really figure out the complex problems of the banking industry. So I don't know if consolidating the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, with the NASD, um, National Association of Security Dealers, I don't know if that's going to be enough to have one super bad cop. What I think you do is... You make the fines for messing up bigger, and you let those fines for messing up continue to fund the super cop idea. Um, and so it's self-supporting. At some point in time, it shouldn't be taxpayer dollars. Well, maybe some taxpayer dollars. Anyway, let's head to break. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. You'll notice that I take a lot of breaks at 15, 30, 45, and top of the hour. Why? So we got some things called people meters, and they tend to be most effective in 15-minute spurts. That's why I do that. It's 800 345 I got to find some interesting stories for you. I got them. I got them. Hold on. Uh, stick around. 800-345-5639. It's talk910.com. You can find me online at talk910.com. Rob Black Show. More stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black. 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You're listening to 9, 10 a.m., 9, 10 a.m. You can follow along at talk910.com. What's at talk910.com? You can get a podcast of the show. I do a particularly interesting show. For instance, tomorrow I'm going to do a show on love and money, i.e. divorce. We're going to be talking about the financial ramifications of divorce and how it wrecks people. But we're also going to be talking about divorce and how you can do it right if you so choose to. I'm sure you all have some insight that maybe you're not thinking about. For instance, outside the state of California, California is one of those, you know, you split everything like a, a chainsaw straight down unless you decide not to. During divorce, I tend to tell the ladies, hey, ladies, go for the 401k. Don't go for the house. The ladies, they tend to want to keep their kids in the same house so that they don't have to go through all this emotional toil. They seem to want to keep the kids in the same house because, after all, they don't want to pull them from one school and put them in another school. It's the wrong thing to do. You can live. Your kids are adaptable. Your kids will survive. But that 401k, it's tougher to save money in a 401k than it is to find a place to live. So a $400,000 home is a lot different than a $400,000 in a 401k. A lot different. And a lot of times the loan hasn't even paid for and the woman says, okay, I'll take it over. And that's a bad idea or it can have bad ramifications. So we'll talk about topics like this tomorrow. So we'll talk about divorce attorneys and divorce mediation. So that'll be on tomorrow's show. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Let's go to Damien in Runnert Park. And Damien, how are you? Hi, good morning. Hi. Hey, I had a question regarding the two uh, new uh, deferred comp funds that they're now offering in our 457 for uh, emerging markets. Go ahead. And uh, I have two uh, two ticker symbols. Um, one's <laughs> RWIEX. RWIEX? Correct. It's American Funds Capital Work Growth. Keep in mind, I hate American funds. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, now, typically in your 401k, is it a 401k? Uh, it's a four five seven, and I have the okay. allocation that I have right now. Yeah, typically, and here's why I hate American funds. And this doesn't happen in four one ks and four fifty sevens as often. American funds have the highest loads in the industry. There, it's just obnoxious. And what that means is, for every hundred dollars you invest, so Jen, my producer, can understand what I'm saying, it might have a five point seven five percent load. So every hundred dollars you invest, you're only really investing ninety four dollars and a quarter. Right. Um, and I hate that. That drives me batty. Now, this case, is this is the institutional share, so you're only paying about 1%. Right. Um, so it's a lot less, and that's a good thing. So, But the people, and you actually brought up a great conversation for me to have off your topic, but it's kind of in the same vein. A lot of financial advisors use American funds. Um, a lot of stockbrokers use American funds, and they'll sell you the non-institutional shares. They'll t- sell you the front-loaded f- uh, shares. And it's an obnoxious way for people in the industry to make money because it hurts the people they're trying to help. But it gives them a payday, and they think they're worth you know that payday. And God, anyone can go out there and pick uh, mutual funds that are a lot cheaper. But anyway, now I totally digress, and thanks for the call. It's also one, one more, if I could add. Yeah, let, let me just do this one, and then I'll, you can call back with another one. It takes me about three, four minutes to do one properly. So hang on. I'm going to get to it, and thanks for the call. All right, thanks. Um, okay, so here's the one. Uh, the one that you brought up is RWIEX, RWIEX. And if it's in 457401k, I'm good with it. Um, American Funds Capital World. So what does this one do? It seeks long-term growth of capital um, on a global basis, common stocks that are denominated in U.S. dollars um, or other currencies. It may also hold cash or market holdings. Let's see. Large cap value is what it comes out to. The manager of the fund... 
has been with the fund for a terribly long time. Let's take a look at the performance. 800-345-5639. Best one year, 22%. Best worst one year, down 40%. Okay, so right there, what you're going to see is in that just best one year up, 22%. Worst down year, down 38%. In a three-year period, it's averaged 18%, which beats the stock market. You hear me on a regular basis say invest in international stocks. There's no shame in it. You don't have to feel like you're anti-American for doing it. Um, ticker symbol RWIEX. So the up 22%, down 38%. That down tells you that you better be able to take that kind of stress. You just invested $100 and it's down to 60 F me, right? Now, see, I don't mind that. I'm a young man. I'm a stud. I'm potent. I'm a man. I'm 40. Do you remember last year uh, when the football coach freaked out? Because uh, one of the reporters was ragging on his freshman quarterback, and he goes, you want to yell at someone, yell at me, I'm a man, I'm 40. (laughs) So this year, you think he goes around the house and goes, I'm 41, yell at me. I just, for some reason, that made me giggle. Um, Okay, so I could take down 38%. Can you? Some people think they're losing money. The, the, The thing that I find the most amazing about you plebeians you people beneath me, are the callers that call in and go, my 401k is down 30% since 2007. And you can tell that they're smokers. They got that menthol voice. <laughs> You're not down. You didn't invest at the all-time high. In fact, in a 401k or 457 or 403b, you're already up 40% before you even you know, bat an eyelash. Because you don't pay federal taxes. You don't pay state taxes. You don't pay Social Security on the money. So 100% of what you're invested is 100% of what you earn. That's amazing. That's the most amazing thing about 401Ks, 403Bs, 457s. It's almost as if God himself invented these products. They're almost miracles because we don't lose so much of our money to taxes. And grows tax deferred. That's amazing. So... If you can't take down 38%, if you're the person who calls in and goes, my 401k is down 30% in 2007, it's too much for you because you don't understand the math. You don't understand how to accumulate wealth. Okay, so I've gotten that out of the way. Let's take a look at some of the other factors inside this this holding. Looks like a pretty good, um, pretty good diversified fund. It's not as diversified as you'd want because it's large cap. There's not a lot of small cap in it. What's that mean? So it's a fund, ticker symbol is R-W-I-E-X, R-W-I-E-X. It's a lot of large. It's not small. So there's there's no the next Microsoft. There's no the next biotech company in Guatemala who's coming up with a cure for cancer by using the Guatemala tree frog. There's none of those in there. These are all big names. Philip Morris, France Telecom, AT&T, Bayer, Microsoft, Banco Santander, out of Chile, Roche Holdings, um, so these are all pretty big names, right? Of which you would call them large cap value. Now, where's the small cap growth? Where's the mid cap value? Where's the mid cap growth? Where's small cap value? So that's a little bit of a problem. I hope you're going with me on this. Um, utilities make up about 9% of the fund business, about 5% financial, 17% telecommunications, 15 So it's got a nice diversification. That's to say the least. I don't have a big problem with this. I think this is a pretty good holding. I'd say I'd be fine with this. Again, it, it, it satisfies your large cap value. Now, in your life, 
you need, I don't know. I guess if you're a pitcher, you need a full complement of pitches. You need, you can't just live off the fastball. You got to have a screwball, a slider. You got to have a cutter. You have to have, you know, a variety of tools. Same thing in investing. You have to have a variety of tools or a, a dietary example. You can't just eat steak every day. Your colon's going to blow up if you do that. So you got to have some vegetables, some vegetables. You got to get some fruits. You got to get some water in there. You got to, you know, diversify what you put in your body. Same thing with your, your portfolio. So large cap value international check. You got it. Now let's find some, you know, other things to put inside your portfolio. And if you want to call back another time, that's more than appropriate because uh, I got no problem with you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on there. This week, there are a lot of IPOs coming up. I'm going to tell you the good about IPOs and the bad about IPOs, and I'll tell you these specific IPOs as well. What is an IPO? Initial public offering. Companies that are getting ready to jump into the public accounting world. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. 9, a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black Chew. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Drama Rama? Anything, anything. Drama Rama. Anything, anything. Anyway, trying to keep you hip on music, trying to keep you hip on finances. That's what our job is on this show. Trying to keep the people meters peopling up. So IPOs. I, I teased this before I went to break. And you're listening to Rob Black, and it's a Rob Black show. And my background is in, in money, 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 money. That's what I do, and that's what I do well. So I could talk about the the Emmys last night and go, oh, my God, wasn't it funny when John Cryer won? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk a lot of TV. I'm going to say I watched it, had a good time with it, had a couple beers, good stuff. It was great watching the Giants beat the Cowboys yesterday because who who does? Did you see um, if you were watching that game? Did you see who was watching the game together? George Bush, John Madden sitting next to each other. At one point in time, here's how mean I was. I said, who's that sitting next to George Bush? Barbara Bush? Because John Madden's kind of big and kind of looks like an old woman now. But I'm being mean. Okay. So, um, IPOs, initial public offerings. You remember the 1990s where anything.com would come out. They'd have like poopoo.com. And it would go up 125% the first day because everyone had to have a piece of poopoo.com. Any IPO was going up in the late 90s. And if it wasn't going up, it was cancer. People don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. A company decides to come public to reward the founders, to reward the people who've invested in the company over time. It's been a private company. And you come public, you say... Where's the story? Well, see, like you go to an investment banker, and an investment banker says, where's the sizzle? And you'd say, well, my business has been growing 10% a year for the last 10 years. And they're like, that's pretty good sizzle. Most companies haven't had enjoyed that much growth. What are you going to do with the $100 million that we raise? Well, we're going to pay off the founders, and we're going to put up new stores across America. 
Okay, so we, you get the idea. That's why companies raise money through an IPO. It's tied towards paying people off and tied towards expanding, typically. Not always. Maybe it's a, a REIT, a real estate investment trust, where they're raising money. You know, they've done it all on their own as a private company. Now they want to raise more money so they can go out and buy more buildings. Maybe that's their angle. But again, that's kind of expanding the business plan. This week, there's eight IPOs. That's the busiest week since 2007, back when the market was hitting all-time highs. Now, is there a correlation? You better believe it. The better the stock market does, the more likely that these deals will get passed on to you, the sucker, or the average Joe who wants to get into it. Now, IPOs, 85% of under underperform the market in the first year. But we remember the good, not the bad. Now, there's a number of imminent, imminent IPOs. Let me give you a couple of them. Colony Financial. Ticker symbol is going to be CLNY. It's a newly formed REIT. Expected price this week. The trust will be externally managed by a wholly owned subsidiary of Colony Capital. They're going to try to cut it at about $20 a share to you, the public. Okay, now commercial real estate. You know a REIT is a real estate investment trust. A trust is a legal document, and the real estate resides inside of it. They pay 90% of their dividend to you, the shareholder. 90% of their profits go back to the shareholder. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's a nice way to have an income portfolio. Would I buy a commercial REIT today? I would. I'd prefer to buy an IPO of a commercial REIT. Why? Because they didn't buy real estate three, four, five years ago. They don't have the lingering problems. They want to pick up distressed properties. Again, that doesn't mean this company's going to do that. So I'm not telling you to go out and invest in it. There's another REIT called Apollo Commercial Real Estate. Ticker symbol is going to be ARI, ARI. Another IPO coming out called Foursquare Capital, ticker symbol FSQR, FSQR. Now, what's up with that's three straight IPOs that are going to be REITs? That's where the action is right now. There's another one called Artia, Global Investors, ticker symbol ART. The spinoff Julius Bears, U.S.-based asset management business. Another IPO coming out this week, and this is telling you what's what the market is finding interesting. Shanda Games, ticker symbol is going to be Game. It's a Chinese IPO. It's an interesting story. It's a spinoff of Shanda Interactive. It represents about 94% of their business. It's probably the most anticipated IPO of the week because it's video games online in China. What's sexier than that? Select Medical Holdings, ticker symbol SEM. It's coming out. They provide inpatient, outpatient re- rehab. Now, what, what do we know about rehab? We're an aging society. We're a fat, diabetic aging society. And as we age, we need more and more rehab. Now, I'm not saying that that's their niche, but you understand it. I know you understand it. A123 Systems. They pr- pr- provide a rechargeable battery system primarily in electricity and portable power markets. The company is attracting and targeting the electric and hybrid vehicles market. So this is going to be a good one, too. Take your symbol on this one is A1, A0NE. Now, you keep hearing, how can we make money from, how can we benefit from hybrid car technology and the push towards more hybrids? There's one right there. It's right, obviously, in front of your face. Another IPO coming out this week called VitaCost. VitaCost.com. Okay, it's a .com. Whoa. A dot .com. Ticker symbol is to be VITC, V-I-T-C. That's cute. What do you think VitaCost.com does? Well, they got an online retail present because of the .com. They do nutritional supplements and health and wellness products, of which I think 97% of that stuff is crap and doesn't work. Just, just to be honest with you. I once was talking to Heidi, the producer, and she's like, 
I take vitamin B12 because I'm a vegetarian. It's very tough to get vitamin B12 into my system. And I don't really believe... I would rather you eat a rich diet of a diverse diet to get your vitamins and minerals. I don't think taking a pill is the right way to do it. I don't think it absorbs quite the right way. I think uh, sometimes you overload on vitamins. Like, where are her other B vitamins? She's overloading on one of them. Is that going to cause a problem down the road? It... I have problems with vitamins. I know you're saying, does Rob Black really hate vitamins? I have a problem with vitamins. I think people are tricking themselves into, oh, I'm going to be healthy because I take this little vitamin supplement. I don't think so. I don't even think it does that much good. Now, um, did you see the boxer, Marquez? Marquez had a big, big battle this weekend. Um, he lost. But on HBO, they did this, this thing where they were following Marquez. And uh, he's a Mexican boxer. And after his training sessions every day, he whips down his shorts, pulls out his thing, fills up a cup of urine, and drinks it. And uh, he doesn't speak English, but he was, uh, had an interpreter. And basically, he believes that you pee out a lot of the proteins that your body should absorb. So he puts it right back into his body. <laughs> That's all he could say. I couldn't watch that without getting a little nauseated. I understand that you know the filtration system in the United States, inside the body, is pretty good and it's probably not as nasty as you'd think, but man drinks his own urine. That's tough. That's tough. I'm not going to cross that man. Uh, he got he lost it over the weekend, by the way. He got pounded all 12 rounds. Uh, so drinking his urine didn't pay off for him. Anyway, Vitacost, online retail nutritional supplements and health and wellness products. Company claims to sell products at wholesale prices. It also markets its own scientific institute brand of products, which I think is crap. Uh, there is a chance that not all these companies will come to market this week. Okay, so that's the IPO review that I just did for you. What did we learn? We learned there's a lot of REITs coming, commercial people. Uh, there's a lot of business looking for money so they can invest in commercial real estate. That's typically a good sign to me. And we learned about A123. Shanda Games, okay, that's going to be sexy. If I were to rate these, I'm going to go A123. No, no, I'm going to go game. I'm going to go Shanda Games number one, A123 systems. They make hybrid batteries. And then I'm going to say the uh, commercial REITs will all do okay. But the big winner will be Shanda and A123. Uh, the other one's not all that sexy. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Challenge me. When I'm wrong, tell me, Black, you're wrong. I don't care. If I can defend my point, I'll do it violently. But if I can't, I'll say, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. Last night when I saw Barbara Bush, I said, is that Barbara Bush? And it was actually Laura Bush. I can be corrected from time to time. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Find me online at talk910.com, talk910.com. You listen to 910 AM. It's Rob Black Show. More stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.